right, welcome back to the Pellcast podcast. Um, after a fairly unscheduled hiatus, after Dave went on holidays, um, Jack couldn't give a shot, and I just couldn't organize the guests. But we're back, and we're back with a bang. And this week we're going to be looking at the Premier Division team of the season. We're about we have only four game weeks to go, so about looking at that. And yeah, so I'm going to take the role of picking each player, and Dave and Jack um, are going to argue their decisions. So I think we've agreed with a 4 3 3 or a 4 2 3 1, something like that variation. And yeah, we'll get going out. So I'll let Dave in first, and we're going to start with the goalkeeper in position. So, um, Dave? Yes, yeah, so, yeah, good to be back. Um, yeah, as you say, we had this, this unscheduled hiatus, so uh, it's important to come back with a good one. And uh, I'll be going with uh, Brian Marr and Golf for me. I know Jack will completely disagree with that, but having looked at the statistics, um, Brian Marr, Ireland under 21 international, um, averages 2.1 saves per, per 90 minutes, 0.1 goals conceded per 90, which is the second best in the league, 75% save success, uh, 13 clean sheets in 29 games. And it's just, to be honest with you, it was genuinely. Between Brian Mar and Nathan Shepherd, the two of them are had like mirror image statistics stats for the whole season. Um, they both have thirteen clean sheets. They both have seventy five percent save success. The only difference is that Brian Mar has a better goals per ninety conceded. Um, so that's I'm going with Brian Mar, and I'll, I'll let Jack come in there with his rebuttal. I'm sure he'll have. Yeah, well, I am going with Nathan Shepherd. That's him. I can move on to the Welsh under 21 goalkeeper for these last few years. Um, I just think, right, uh, Nathan Shepard here, 13 clean sheets, as you said. I'm just going off different source, apparently 74.7% for Shepard. Um, but I'm just thinking now with Shepard, he did, he was in a weaker team than Brian Maher with Derry and a weaker defence for the second half of the season. And single handedly, I know we're going outside the league, but he saved us then in Wexford in the Cup. And just the amount of times this year he's Pulled a big save at the bag, but I remember going back against Rovers, I think it was. He made a class save to a header. It might have been by Richie Howell, actually. Oh, no, Richie had a volley or something. He tipped it over. Like, he just comes up with some world-class saves. Like, I just think, considering he was signed as a nobody, and kind of had, yeah, nobody, yeah, no, no one really knew he was like play. Compared to Brian Lahore, he was with Bray Wanderers last year. He was the best keeper in the first division at the time. I feel like, for Nathan Shepard, the impact he made, you know, especially with... I'll be, I'll be the first to say I wasn't too pleased with the season and then he just came out of nowhere. I just think even Shepard and Nets anyway, I think that's the I think that has to be the goalie of the year. Although I'll give a shout out to Alan Manor. He's a cunt when it matters, he's very good, but I feel like he has a mistake in him. Yeah, to be fair, I think that's it is literally just a flip of the coin between Mar and Shepard. I think um like Manus obviously has more clean sheets. And um, less goals conceded per ninety minutes, but and less saves per ninety because he has a better defense in front of him. Rovers do play at five at the back and kind of really do protect their keeper. So I think you have to factor all that in. But when you're looking at it, and I do think, as you say, Mar has had a better defense in front of him. Um, since since the kind of halfway halfway point in the season, but at the same time you have to factor in they're both very young. Mara's come from the first division. I think is Shepherd come from uh Bournemouth, no? No, Bradford beating his beating. Okay. Yeah, so there you go. So that's like he's coming from England, whereas Mara's come from Ireland, he's he's come through the system. So I think yeah, yeah, Bill, it's up it's up to you with that one. To be fair, it is Shepherd's first season over the senior football, so Yeah, fair enough. Mm. Yeah, look, I, as I said, again, I think we can discount Alan Manis because, as we said, he's in a stronger defence. Um, better teams, they're dominating the ball more. They're, they're, they're not really defending as much. So to only have one more clean sheet than Nathan Shepard and Brian Maher, I think that he has to be discounted. Um, again, Brian Maher, um, again, probably the top keeper, Irish keeper in the league, um, under 21, number one. Is sometimes a mistake in him, but he he he's one of the best keepers in the league, and I think you could see him displacing Almanas in the Rovers next next season. Um, with with that saying that, um, I have to go with Nathan Shepherd because again, he's come into the league after one season. Um, so like say Brian Maher has been at Derry since twenty twenty one, 
Ray Wan was poor at athletic. He knew the league, he knew the environment. So he had that bit of advantage over uh, Maher, whereas I think Leighton Shepard came into a, strugg- a struggle in the knock side, as in defensively, they they be a bit weaker and in Derry. And yeah, that's why I'm going with Leighton Shepard and goal. Absolutely fair. No, I'll take that one there. That's, that's absolutely fair. Yeah, Jack, do you want to come in with, the, with one of your defenders first? Yeah, perfect. Go on. Right, so I'll go with me too, fullbacks there. So I went with Cameron Dummigan on the it would be just as that. Yeah, it would be the right hand side. And then uh, Andy Lyons on the left hand side. I think there's no there's no real uh, debate on Andy Lyons. He probably probably is the player of the season, I think. Um just like Irish on the twenty one cap, obviously going to Blackville for his decent transfer fee in January. And then just Cameron Dummigan. It was kind of a flip of a coin between him and McCarry. That's the one who comes across to the dog highest. Um, so I felt like he just edged it. But to be fair, you can look at Dummigan as well. He he scored a few goals this year. He scored a cracker against Pats, I remember. I think he had two goals and three assists this year. And uh, McCarry just had the two assists. Like he's been more creative maybe at times than McCarry. So I just wanted to give him the nod. It's kind of just a flip of a coin there again. The fact that you've put Lewis McCarry into... The, the debate here is actually embarrassing. Look, I watched watch so, that. Nah. He's definitely one of the best by far. Um, like, I'll agree with Andy Lyons. No, no arguments here. Absolutely fantastic. Seven goals in 26 games, three assists, um, 23 chances created, which is just under one a game. For a fullback, is exceptionally the highest scoring defender in the league. As we mentioned earlier on with the Manus debate, 14 clean sheets as well from, as, for a for a defender is huge. Um, so yeah, now Andy Lyons has to go in there. Now I've gone with my draw to bias here and gone with Evan Weir as my other fullback. Uh, and I'll I'll tell you why exactly. Um, you know he's he's got 13 chances created, which is one of the highest for fullbacks in the league. Um, he scored four goals in a struggling draw to side. It has to be said, uh, including an equaliser against Rovers away. Um, and he's got the highest tackle to success in the in the league across the entire league with eighty one percent. Um, so I mean that just for me, for a young young defender who came to us from UCD, had a great season last season in the first division, and I mean he started the season a bit ropey, but he's really grown into it, and he's been fantastic for us. And I, I just I just had to put him in there for my own bias, but also I feel as though he um. He, he probably does deserve to get in there at some stage for, for me anyway. So are we, put, are we going with like, because I know where we were doing actually starting left there. Are we putting lines left back or right back? I, I went I went with my right back, but sure, make, it makes no yeah, odds. So, yeah, but I went with left back, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, it may, you can go both sides. Like lines is yeah. lines is in there anyway, we know that. That's been decided. Two lines on the top to be fair. Yeah. Yeah, lots of, I suppose, as again, there's no point even debating Andy Lyons um, on the side of Blackpool in January. Eight goals, seven assists. He's been an outstanding player in the league and ho- hopefully he can push on in the championship of Blackpool. I think um, James Coleman went down loan to Blackpool originally yeah. before he broke through and everything. So maybe there's, omen, there's an omen not to. Um, I suppose whether he plays on the right hand side or the left hand side, and that down, that comes down to who I decide goes in, Dumb- Cameron Dummigan Dumb- or Evan Weir. Now I'm looking at the stats here, and um, say Cameron Dummigan would say he's played nearly fifty percent of the time on right back, eleven times, fifty percent on again time at left back, four times in central field, two times in left field, and two times in central field. So he has been a bit about um, if you're ju- judging him on just that he's playing as a left back or a full back. He has two goals and five assists in two thousand eight hundred and three minutes. Again, he's playing in a strong dairy defence, but his numbers speak for themselves in essence. Again, I looked at Derry uh our uh draw head player Evan Weir. Again, he's played fifteen times at um, left back, seven times centre back, probably left centre back too, three times left in field, so he's kind of on the left hand side exclusively. In 29 games, he has four goals and two assists and 2,258 minutes. So, again, that's maybe five or six games theoretically less than Dummigan, but, again, you're cracking the Cups and the Leagues or the Europe too, probably in that. Again, looking at as well, Evan Weir, um, so it's 20 years of age and under 21. Dummigan, 
He is nine 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 twenty one. He's twenty six, so he's a bit more experienced in the league. With that saying, I think I'm gonna have to go with Evan Weir at left back because just he's a bit younger. He's in a struggling draw to the side, and he's putting up very similar numbers to Evan Weir or to Domigan. Again, he's also appearing on the left side of the pitch almost exclusively, whereas Domigan has switched. So in that case, although you could say that if you put Domigan and Andy Lyons in both sides, you could be able to switch the full back. So, but no, I'm going with um Andy Lyons right back and Evan Weir at left back. Yeah. Shove it, definitely. Yeah, we won't play, are <laughs> um, we'll we? Yeah, the two centre halves. I, I, think, it's, I, think, I think the I think the two centre halves is probably the easiest. This is oh, well, well, we'll see. Um, uh, right. Mark, Mark Conley probably up there. Yeah, right? I'll go, I'll go, yeah, Mark Conley's in there for me as well. Yeah, Mark Conley for me probably. Now to be fair, loved him at the dog. I have no, I don't hate him now. Obviously, whatever happened with the dog, I find him obviously off the bench matter. Nothing to do with me, but. He's just, he came into the league, his first year in the league, and tore it up already. He's a brick wall. Like, he just can't go. He brings leadership as well to the team. He reminds me a lot of Frank Arton, actually, from a few years ago. Just probably not as much goals as him, but. So I, I, think, he's, I think he's a better defender than Gartland. I think he's much more nimble. Um, yeah. And he's, yeah, I think he's a, he's, a, he's a better ball player as well. Like, both of them know the game very but I think both of them read the game very well. That's my more comparison than defending wise. He's like the yeah. most, like, if you look at the dog side, Conley's or uh, Brian Gartner's the most Mark Conley esque sort of player for us at the minute. Um, but I'd say Conley, I want him right side of my filmary map now with Pico Lopez of Rovers. I don't like him, but he is good to be fair on minute. So I went with him as well. I didn't really know who to go for. Because I couldn't try anyone in for I couldn't think of anyone. For me, I think Pico Lopez has been injured since I think he got injured against us a few months ago. Yeah, a few months ago, but before that. Yeah, I went with Joe Redmond. Yeah, Joe Redmond. Just I, I was looking at the stats there, and he's he's 143 clearances, 43 interceptions, 62 tackle success, 62 percent tackle success. Um, he's Pat's captain now as well, which says a lot considering Chris Forrest was still there. Um, yeah. I just think yeah, Joe was, and he was with us last season. I, I remember watching him thinking this kid should not be playing for us. He should be so much further up the. The, the table and up the ranks. Um, Ireland at the 21 international as well now. We was fantastic against Israel in the playoffs. Um, so and I just just for the, the Mark Connolly point, I think uh, you mentioned already earlier on that uh, the reason why you were going with Nathan Shepherd was in the second half of the season he was playing behind a weaker defence. And the the thing about that is Connolly switched from playing in front of Nathan Shepherd to playing in front of Brian Mark. And like since he's gone to Derry again, he's been fantastic. He's the, the highest um accurate long balls per 90 minutes with eight, uh, 78 clearances, which is phenomenal for a team that doesn't that doesn't normally actually defend as much. Um 65% tackle success as well, which is which is very high for a, a center half that would be getting people running at him. So yeah, I think Connolly definitely, and I just can't see us not having Nathan Redmond in there. Or Joe, sorry, Joe Redmond. Yeah, sorry, Redmond. I forgot about Joe Redmond. Yeah, so I go with him as well. Uh, I think so. Sorry, Joe Redmond. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think we're a bit unanimous on that one. But um, yeah. Again, Mark Connolly has one thing I will say about Mark Connolly. And uh, again, our previous guest Blair McNally was also a big fan of him in Scotland. If you spoke to him, at yeah, a few weeks, a few, well, a few months ago, just a couple of months ago, yeah. But um, the one indictment I will give for Mark Connolly, and I think this shows um really what, what he's about or how consistent he is. It's easy for some players to perform in one in one team if it's set up for them correctly, they have a manager that gets along with them, etc. etc. But I think an indictment on Mark Connolly's ability is that he was able to go into the north, perform, then halfway through the season he ends up at Derry, same different team, different system, halfway through the season and perform again. So Again, I think that's more of an indictment on Mark Connolly's um, abilities that he's, he's able to adapt and he doesn't need a one system or one certain approach to perform. Again, um, just knowing him, people look at Again, he's a decent defender. Um, I think he always has a bit of a mistake in him. But again, he has been injured and again, I, I wouldn't have picked him anyway. Uh, yeah, again, Joe Redmond. Joe Redmond, I think we again were fairly unanimous on. Um, just to know for Joe Redmond is in January 2020, he was playing for Cork City. 
I can't remember much of them from that time. I don't know they watched it actually at that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, he played um, five games from. Yeah, five games, and I I can't remember people thinking much of him, but he's really pushed on since. Maybe it was, again, I think it was Drada really? might have brought a lot of them. Yeah, he, he, he went to Birmingham. Hurts. He went to Birmingham. I think he was on loan at Cork from Birmingham, then he played in the underage system over there. Yeah. <clears throat> um, we signed them last, uh, last summer, and he came in and was absolutely unbelievable for us. Um, he played at the, the centre of a back three with Dan O'Reilly and Dane Massey and he was just unbelievable everything about him is the way he read the game the way he, he was able to you know he's not the biggest defender but he he's still excellent in the air um, re, as I said reads the game really well he sweeps the, the back line fairly well as well and he's a, he's a leader he talks like I remember being at games and you just hear him talking everybody over everyone else and he's just brilliant. So I think he, he's he's definitely one for the future. He's I think he's well, 21, 22, is he? Or could be younger even. Yeah. Um so that's it looks, yeah, again, it, it was a no brainer to have him in. I think that's an indictment of um Trahada. They seem to consistently bring down all the young players and get them move higher or get, whether it be in Ireland or abroad. So yeah, I suppose that nails to our centre backs. Uh, again, fairly unanimous. Redmond and Connolly, you good mix of youth and experience there. So the next one, look at the midfield. Are we going to go with a four-two-three-one or four-three-three? Because there's a slight distinction. I've I've one hold in the stage that I fucking Kelly was saying, and I too like centre midfielders. I kind of went one hold in mid. I don't yeah, know. I've, you give me your midfield. I've kind of gone something list. similar. Yeah, I've gone something similar. Yeah. Right, right. I'll go with the controversial. Like this is this is. Like, <laughs> right, if you say Craig you're getting off the call. No, no, Paul Doyle. Paul Doyle. Like, listen, hear me out before you jump down my throat. Right? So, Paul Doyle has, um, I'm just looking at his stats. He's been very good since he came to UCA after winning the league with the last year. He's the most successful tackle for 90, which is a 2.3 draw with Luke Heaney from Gerola. And uh, also, he's very, I just don't know. I, I don't think the stats do him much justice, but like, he's very nimble. He's more of like, he's like a. He's like a small man, sort of like midfield. He's not like your classic holding midfielder like fucking Gary Deegan or Chris Shields. I know he kind of plays, he fluctuates between holding and more like just central. But like, in his, he has one assist and he scored, scored twice, scored one against UCD. I cannot remember his second goal, to be honest, now, it's not my head. I just think he's very, his pass percentage 81% and successful throws 83, tackles one, but he won 33 tackles 87%. I think he's just kind of 13 interceptions in the league, 12 clearances. Like, I just think he didn't really make a step wrong. He got injured about a month or so ago, but like, he's played 25 games for us this year. I just think very, very underrated in the league, I think, Paul Lyle. And I know it's just not going to be tight well at all here because I'm just waiting for Gary Deegan to be named now and see the answer. No, actually, I didn't go for Deegan, to be honest. I, I was tempted. I was very, very, very tempted. Um, I just because I was looking at the stats earlier on, I was like, he has the most interceptions in the league, and I was like, I, I want to put him in, but uh, no, I've gone for uh, Gary O'Neill from Shamrock Rovers as my holder. Um, highest pass success in the league on eighty-seven percent, sixty-four percent tackle success. Played them played two thousand three hundred and sixty minutes, and he's just been a key player for Rovers in the season. I mean, I'm looking at the back five, and we haven't put in a single Rovers player, so. You know, I just think you have to have the team that has Andy the league. Andy Lyons. Sorry, Andy Lyons. Yeah, sorry. So we've we've got one, but still, like, it just I I just can't um, I can't look past Gary O'Neill. I think he's just an absolutely fantastic player. Very, as you say, Paul Doyle, very underrated, very good player. But I just think Gary O'Neill is is just as underrated, if not more, because I just think he's probably the best ball playing centre midfielder in the league. Um, and if you want to play with a holder, you can win the ball. And pass it. That's I think that's just a, a complete midfielder if 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 you're looking for someone to hold in a three. Yeah, I suppose the decision comes down to me again. I will say, um, when I was picking my own team or names I had, I was going for a lot more attacking um midfield three. I didn't really have a holder, but since we're going with a holder here, um, again Paul Doyle, I haven't seen. I don't think I've seen much. And to be honest, I'm not gonna lie, it's done well in Dundalk, but again I'd be wrong to come to me and put someone in there if I didn't haven't seen much of him play so maybe that's down to me. Um again I possibly I probably would have got Gary O'Neill though because twenty nine games he played this season in the league and what we have to think about 
which Shamrock Rovers is again they're obviously the best team in the league. But the, with the dirt of attacking talent they have, so Jack Byrne, you have Mandreo, Amaku, Gaffney, like they with all those attacking players, they're they're going to need someone who go with that defensive head in the midfield and to hold them together because it's going to play so many forward players. Like that shows how good of a defensive fielder or midfielder Gary O'Neill is because he's with, with the likes of Andreo and Jack Byrne, Gary O'Neill is still a mainstay in the Tram Grover side. I think that's as much as um testing to his quality as anything else. So yeah, um again, a cat like apologies to Paul Doyle fans, I haven't seen much of him play. But I still probably would have Gary O'Neill as my holding midfielder if we're going with a holding midfielder. Yeah, I think to be fair, Paul Doyle is kind of he gets marked down by the fact that he, he obviously, as you say, got, got injured last month. Um, yeah. and the fact that Gary O'Neill is, is playing for a team that are top of the league and are going to win the league. Um, but yeah, do you want to go with your, your other two midfielders? Yeah, or? well, well, I think well, I went with one former from the off, uh, well, patching. Uh, it's just mad how I think he can play. I think he plays when he wants the sort of thing, like. He just turns up like he's the stats as you're stupid. Like, it will be quickly. Like, if you look at 28 games, 10 goals, 6 assists, like, I know he scored, um, like, he's 10 goals, 6 assists, like, he's been very, very good, to be fair. I know he started off the season a lot better. I think he might have faded off with near the end, if I'm not mistaken. Like, but no, he actually scored two games. He, went, he scored the winner against Ligo, never mind. But, yeah, just well patching. I know, uh, know Julian Doe loves him as well. Welcome to heaven with him every time he plays. But according to FootMob, actually, he's been the best player in the league, according to the rating system as well, which I'm basing him off. Um, I just think like he can do, like he can take penalties far from one against Rovers when it matters, and he can score free kicks. I think he's just very good creatively. Like, like even with the time with us, like he scored a winner against Lavadia Talon last year at the York Cross, which put us the game against Vitesse Arnhem in the third round of the Conference League. I think he's just very good. Like, the thing is, I was between, like, I have him, right? And then I have Forrester. I forgot you had two in midfield. I have him and Chris Forrester in midfield. Like, yeah, that Jack of, of the exact same two. Yeah, that's, I, I think they have them two were like the two best midfielders in the league this year. Yeah. If I go and come in there, so, like, again, I'm not going to reiterate the stats. You just said it with patching and, did you say? Chris Forrester. Yeah. Yeah. One thing I will say is, and again, in my midfield, I actually had a midfield tree of um, ultra attacking with Jack Byrne, uh, Forrester, and Patching in, in the 10. But like, are we being a bit harsh on Jack Byrne here for um, like 11 or, this season? He's been Shamrock Rover star player, and they're going to win um, the league. Well, are we going to really about the star player of the best team in the league? The reason why no, he's, leaving out is he's missed he's missed most of the season. Anytime I talk to Rovers fans, they all say that he's been off off the pace. Um, like he he hasn't just hasn't played as much, and that's I'm I know sorry. obviously. You're I, leaving, he's, huh? I just just want sorry. I just hate the way that like, he makes he makes a pass right. It's a good pass. He's, everyone knows he's a good pass robot, but he can make one assist and people go on like he's a fucking best thing since best thing in the world. Like he's a good player, obviously. Like. Like it doesn't annoy me. I, I, I think that when Jack Byrne is fit, I think he should be in the Ireland squad. But at the same time, he hasn't been fit. Yeah. Um, he hasn't like, you know, any any time I've talked to Rovers fans, and if you're talking about this player who's supposed to be the you know the be all and end all of, of football in this country, and he's got two goals as an attacker. Like he doesn't even play in a, in a midfield with, with Rovers. He plays in the right wing. Um, on on the right of the tree in of a front tree with Graham Burke or Gaffney or or Green, and I just I, he hasn't had his best season. And again, you could say that's nearly punishing him for being too successful in his career. But I just I couldn't fit him into that midfield three with the way Forrester and Patching have played. I had to have Gary O'Neill in there. Um, to be fair to Jack Burn, like I was looking at it, I was thinking I probably should put him in because. One of the stats that I have here is that Patching and Forrester are the second and third highest chances created in the league after Jack Byrne. Um, but the two of them, I just think Patching playing for Derry has been like next level. I've, been, I've seen him a few times this season and he's unbelievable. Forrester, 
it is just you know awesome. he just seems to get better every time I watch him and like I remember growing up watching Forrester as this you know he's, he was this winger or attacker and you know he was so silky so skillful and then he went over to England with Peterborough and he was, he was compared to Michael Carrick and then he came back here after a spell in Scotland and he was just so good as a holding midfielder and now he's just back to he's a box to box and he's just next level like he's just unbelievable I think if he if Forrester had proper training when he was a kid I think he could have been a, like a massive player for Ireland right now but he's um, you know he's he's one of those players you know like the, the streets will never forget kind of player where he's just so good on the ball you just you like you watch Forrester play and you just can't help but enjoy watching it it doesn't matter if he's playing against your team. He's just so good at football. Yeah, he's stupid. Man. Yeah, again, I, I'm a massive fan of Forrester. I think he when he went over to Peterborough, um, he he had a great it was twelve months or eighteen months. He was made captain. He was man match in champion in not the champions the FA Cup and was singled out by the likes of Lineker and um Shearer. Yeah, he played in the bridge, didn't he? What happened? I suppose what happened to him, there was a few um personal issues and things that just got in the way with him and it's good to see that he's back and enjoying his football over in Ireland, I think. Um yeah, yeah it's a look, similar story to Jack Burns, to be fair. Like he's back enjoying himself playing in a league where right, it's not the best league in the world, but it's a league that's gonna bring out the best in them. So it's it's good to see them doing well. Exactly. And again, so as I said, like I was going to have a midfield tree of um Berm patching and Forrester, so I think that the job's done there easily. Uh, Forrester and patching are our players. Right. So for the front three, I kind of went with three strikers because I think those are stand up well. Yeah, I, I I went for two wingers and a striker, but I, I think I'm gonna lose out on on the two wingers anyway. I don't really have much about about. You it. go with the wingers first, actually, and just in three. So I went for Shane Farrell from Shells. Um. I know he's played a lot as a wing back this season, but I just think yeah. he's been Shell's best player this season. Four mm-hmm. goals, five assists as a right wing back, but he's a recognised winger more so. Um, and I just think like if he played as a winger all season, I think Shell's would be up there in the European debate. Um, but I just yeah, I just I went for him, and then I went for I I don't know. Could you count Gaffney as a winger? Um, yeah, I well I don't have Gaffney in mind. I have Gaffney as as me as one of my wingers. Uh, eight goals, eight assists, twenty six starts. Um, Good back, sir. Shined, he shined in their European, uh, the European exploits in the qualifiers, and he made me famous. So you own uh, that one, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I just think, um, yeah, I I don't know if you can not have Gaffney in there after the season that he's had. But well, I don't. They were the two wingers. So yeah, Jack, do you want to go ahead with your? With your... Yeah, well, I have three. <clears throat> I have three strikers. So I'm just gonna go with the controversial like Hoban. Just like no, no, oh, no, no, no. Let me, let me just, let me explain. <laughs> right, he he's injured there. He's injured for I think the rest of the year. But on like I'm just going by obviously the fight. But he literally would like I just think the the things that he does. Like I know his stats aren't great this year. I was all right, like but he hasn't played since August, Jack. He played 24 games, nine goals, six assists. But the things he does off the ball, like the movement and drop deep, dropping deep in again, and like he's just, he's probably, like in my opinion, I think he's not a good player playing the league. I think between him and Jack Byrne over the last year, I think he's played less games in the league than Jack Byrne this season. Just for yeah, well, I don't care about him. Well, oh well, that's not good. <laughs> um, I just think Patrick Hill is probably the best striker in the league in history. I think like. The way, like, the way, just, just the way he plays. Like, I know we didn't show up against Hughes, actually, to be fair. But, like, the things he does, like, he puts the off and then on his back, head and nowhere, kicks a goal, like, against Derry before he got injured, actually. The header in the ninety-third minute, where Mark Conley was caught lacking in defence. And um, have Patrick Hoban up front. Like, he won't be getting put on the team, but I just have to say it. That's what I think. Then I have Jamie McGonagall off Derry, like, mm. who, to be fair, he has been good. I think he dropped off a bit. After a while, but I still put him there, and I've uh, top goal scorer in the league is Keane from Sligo. I think it's harsh not putting top goal scorer in the team of the season, considering he's not with a great team with Sligo. Like, and obviously he did score. They scored a brace over and against Motherwell. 
He scored the one away. Yeah, I have yeah. I have him in my team as well, to be fair. Yeah, I, I have that. He's um, not knock us off Hope for anything. Have that by front uh, three. I think Hovind's probably very controversial, I'd say, but just what? Just the fact, like, he'd, he'd, he'd go into any team in the league and make them better. Um, I, I just can't see Hovind get. I just can't see him getting into the team. And McGonagall as well. I actually disagree with McGonagall because... When you look at his stats, he's got what ten goals in the league this season. Is it ten? It's been him and Gaffney. It's just a personal thing with Gaffney. Yeah, I don't like Gaffney either, but I think when you look <laughs> at McGonagall, he's got. I mean, he's got ten goals in the league this season. I think six of them came in, in against UCD. Oh, I'm looking at he has not scored in ages. Four, four, four or five. Yeah, four or five of them against UCD in that seven-one. Like, so I just, I, yeah, I'm looking at. Yeah, but then he scored two in the next game. So. You're looking at it, he's got five goals in two games, and then across the other 30 games a season, he's got five goals. So, I just couldn't. Yeah, fuck off. <laughs> but yeah, I, I went for, I went I went for, for Farrell, Farrell, Gaffney, and Keena. I think Keena has to be there anyway. That's that's sort of that's agreed. Like, he's yeah, you can't, you can't yeah. make it, you can't make a team of the season and not have the top scorer in the league. In yeah, that's why I said, yeah, it has to be there. Um, yeah, look. Falcom in Keena is in because again top scorer in the league, uh poor Sligo team but relatively poor to Dutters. But if look um I think Ian Keena has to come in. Again I'm looking at his stats for twenty twenty two, including Scottish League, he's played fifty two games this year. That's almost his like durability of the player too. Um just one point of note. Um Jack, would you would you not have made the case for Stephen Bradley to be in the team? No. Um I like Stephen Bradley. No, he's been good. He's had been a, good. He's had a good year. He could have been a lot better. I feel like he is a good player. Obviously, it's first year in the league. I'm just going to get the stats here. I don't know what's up yet. He has six goals in the league in Tracer. Now, but let's not forget, he's four goals after three league games. It's again the same yeah. with McGonagall. He scored He scored an equaliser against Derry. Uh, he scored an equaliser against both. Then two against the half. And then his next goal after that was, I think it was actually oh, UCD. I know, he scored, he scored one against the half. Like, he has six goals in the league, like, in Tracer. He's been good, but I don't think any real wingers can stand it this year for me. Michael Duffy, no, maybe, no. but like, the thing is, he's really bad. Duffy, Duffy missed half the season, half the season through, I mean. through injury. He couldn't put him in. Yeah, um, I don't know. It's it's hard to say, really. Like, I'm. Well, I'm sure he probably wouldn't there if he didn't leave half the year, but I can't say that. Yeah. Owen Doyle, 12 goals. No. He's got um, five penalties. True. Dawson Devoy, if he didn't leave. Graham yeah. Burke. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's why I think Hoban actually gets in it. Like. <laughs> no. Sean Boyd. Sean Boyd is nine goals. Four oh, penalties. Four penalties. Very set up to score a penalty. He was good for yellow cards as well. Scored four last night as well. Look, I- I'm going to come in here first. Um, I think it's agreed that um, well, I'm overrunning anyone. Or Gaffney is going in, whether it's off the left or the right, I'm not sure, but he has the pace. I think and so, yeah. Um, so, okay. in Keena, Roy Gaffney, who goes in the final spot? That's my question. So, it's either Shane Farrell, Shane Farrell, or Shane Farrell, Patrick Hoban, or Jamie McGonagall. I would like, I'm not going to be biased. I don't I like any of those options. For, just because you have, have to pick one. So. Bill, if you, if you uh, want to throw yeah. something in there, that. Neither of us said anything about it. Do you know what we'll do, right? We, we'll, we'll be in there and we'll pick one more player each, right? And you can pick one of them inside of them, right? Obviously, you don't agree on any of them. I'm trying to knock here. Like, who the fuck do you go with, like? Dean Williams. Oh, you're all right, man. <laughs> Got two, uh, two Derby winners. Yeah. Yeah. Let me have a think. Let me just... Bill, you just talk there while I'm thinking about this. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm just... <laughs> Tell, tell, the people, like, t- tell the people what we have yeah. coming up. What we have coming up is under scrutiny. I, I think we've been just ghosted by um, a fairly big name person. So I'm not sure that's coming up again. And again, the women's football special, that was meant to happen about a month ago. Between arranging people and then us not getting back to them because they went on holidays, etc., etc. That hasn't happened. Um, Jack has is coming up with a new concept, which I'm, we're really looking forward to see what he comes up with. Um, the twelve days of Pelmas, so that's going to be his lead project, and we're really excited to see what Jack can do with that. But other than that, um, yeah, we have more guests. Um, 
try and uh, reach the top of the Irish football podcast charts because that's what we're here to do. We want to start providing people with interesting content. Again, I'm looking for stats here, and I cannot pick a third player. I think yeah, if we yeah, went yeah. with my four two, if if we went with my four two three one, we wouldn't have had this problem. Well, actually, we would. Bill, Bill, yeah. Bill, tell the people about uh, random players, random player of the day. Good, yeah, so um, again, I think um, I'm not sure who ripped it off, uh, or which one was, um, either me or Jack uh, decided to rip it off from another account. I don't even think it was our football account. We just saw it. But um, we're featuring we're picking one Irish football player every day at random, and just giving us a little insight into them. So we've we've covered players like um, Josh, I don't know Josh Mahanan. I did um Ben Mohammed. Then we have your likes know. of um Sir Robbie Charlton. I'm just, I'm really just plugging my ones, and today's one. If podcast won't be out today, but on the fourth of October. We did George O'Callaghan. So, yeah, it's just an interesting thing to look at every day because I think um, you know, we're, we weren't uh, focusing on our, the podcast or when the podcast took a break, um, we wanted to keep things going in some way. So, again, we're just looking at different Irish players every day. Um, again, Paddy McCourt. Um, we would like have a Ryan guy with the um, backwards throw. So, yeah, it's, it's really interesting. And, again, but, it's uh, not about the player Again, it's also it's not about the player that um you know, produces the most likes or retweets. Um, it's about you know, picking players literally at random. So yeah, that's a few more players lined up every day, and hopefully that'll be continuing. Um, yeah. Um, that's right, Dave. Do you have anyone up coffee? Or I I have uh, one. Right, go on. I have Hoban again. I think I'm just looking here. I I've no honestly. Right, we've eight and Tina in. Who do we have? Eight and Tina. And Rory Gaffney. Like, right. The only other option I could probably put forward here is uh, probably, I'm looking here, I was going to put actually Liam Burton as a winger. But, yeah, Liam Burton isn't a bad show for um, Dale Rooney, if you want to go with him. Stop, stop, That's stop. Shall we just go with it? We got right on game of the last flip. No, no, Jack's played 13 <laughs> games, man. <laughs> just because you went to school with the fella, like. <laughs> no, what are you asking? And we proved. Um, yeah, hold it, hold it. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, Liam Burke. Liam Burke. Yeah, Bart. no, look. As much as I fucking despise balls, and I can't, I, I like, just put in both turns. Like, 25 games a season, again, that's... The same amount of games as Jack Brown, it's one more than um Hoban. Uh, but six goals, four assists in again a struggling both side in fairness. And again, he's played all across the field. So like yeah, I think Liam Burke is he's actually played more in centre field than anywhere and right in the field more than anywhere else, but in this team is going on the left wing or the right wing. So that's our front three, I think. Liam Burke, Gaffney and you know. Hey, that's all right. Thank Christ for that. Manager of the year. And it kills me uh, to put in um a bold star, but here we are. Manager of the year, who are we thinking? Right. I'm gonna go the definition I'm, I'm gonna put no first up. The definition of a manager surely should be what a team performs, how a team is performing, have they exceeded expectations, first of all. Like yeah, if I, they I think there's three names. Kevin Doherty. Kevin Doherty. I, I was going to say him. I was going to say Kevin oh, Doherty. Okay. Kevin Doherty, right? Stephen O'Donnell. Or, or I was going to go with Kevin Doherty, Stephen Didn't O'Donnell. Didn't you want to fuck there two weeks ago? Damien Duff. No. <laughs> um, I, I just, to be, honest, to be honest with you, I like Stephen Bradley has to be in the conversation. Don't care what anybody says. He's, he's top of the league. Like, he can say exceeding expectations, but there's no more expectations he can exceed because he's gotten them into Europe. He's like he's only five the points there. But he's, he's going to win. Life though. They're going to win the league. That's it's that simple. They, they are have, going to win the are. league. Yeah. So it's and they're in they're in the European group stages, which is something that we have, that we do have as a barometer for success in this league, and uh, whether you agree with it or not. So I think Bradley has to be in the conversation. Like, if you want to have a talk about it, like O'Donnell, yeah, has done a great job. He's turned on Doc around. 
Uh, Kevin Doherty, nobody gave us a chance considering the players that we lost um, this season. But I just think Stephen Bradley... Yeah. Huh? Not yeah, because yeah, we're gonna we're gonna. It's not that we like we're gonna win games to, to avoid the drop. It's the Harps and the UCD aren't going to get twelve points from the next fifteen game, fifteen points available. They've left really? points and they're actually currently lower. You draw them. Yeah, so like if they win all the remaining games, they they finish at less points than they did last season. Yeah, but we've lost James Brown, Connor Kane, uh, Dan O'Reilly. The team was ten times better last year, though. Huh? The team was a lot better last year, I think. Yeah, we had a much better squad last season. Like we signed most of our players from shells who got promoted. So I just want to have an opinion there, actually. Consider this is the most unplanned. I was not actually that unplanned. I just have an opinion. Do you think out of GTD and Harps, who do you think who do you think sort of stay up in the in the relegation playoff? Think anyone? I think it's going to be the Premier. I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be um, the year the Finn Harps finish bottom. I just hope not. I, I like I like Bally Buffet for some reason. I don't know why. I, I love a trip to I love a trip to Bally Buffet. It's one of my favorite away trips. But it's just yeah, same. I, I just can't see Harps staying up. I just I, you know they're all over the place. And I know yeah, they have but... a better attack and a better defense than UCD, but I just think UCD. Have like what's the remaining fixtures like? Right, I'm going to tell you that. Right, I'll run through. Right, Phil Hart, last five, Derry away, Friday. Yeah. Then Dundalk at home, Friday the fourteenth of October, which will be beat us. Just Phil Hart at home in the last few games. Bulls away, Phil Hart, UCD versus Phil Hart. Then in a party buffet, Friday the twenty eighth October, and they're away to Toronto. The second last game of the season. Relegation six point right now. That's that's that's, that's, that's the decider there. That's whoever yeah, whoever wins that one stays up. Because I can't they see. Think it, to be honest, I don't trust. I don't think anybody will. I think that I think the team that finishes ninth in the Premier in the Premier Division will just stay up. Yeah, yeah but it's not record of that, isn't it? But see, the thing about it, if it it all comes down to that that game on the twenty eighth of, of October, because if Harps beat UCD. Then Harps have dropped it, whereas UCD have Rover. Yeah, and plus, the fact that UCD have to go up to Bally Buffet with them not having any fans really at all, it's just going to be, that's going to be awful. And you just know the boys in Bally Buffet, all of the come up when it matters at the end of the year, loads of fans in the race. But yeah, I yeah. can't lie, I went there last year for the FAA Cup quarter final. Yeah, it would have been, I think it was quarter final up there. We drew three all. And I remember we were, we were three went up with 10 minutes ago. And once half to the second, I mean, I've never had a feeling was red in my life. Oh, it's unbelievable. Like they, 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 they are, some are, noise. Yeah. Fucking hell. So we, I, I went up near the end of last season. Um, for It was a nothing game. I think both teams were safe. Um, and it, it was us against them on a Monday night. And the noise was unbelievable. For a Monday night game with like nothing to play for for either team. I think we were seventh and they were eighth. And it was just like... The noise was something else for a game like that. You know, it was just their fans are just mad because they do nothing for the first half of the season, and then it gets to the last six or seven games and they're just unbelievable. But um, I genuinely wouldn't be surprised if they do stay up, man. Honestly, it's so it's such a tough one to call. Um, like, to be fair, to the I can't be your chat show about UCD. They did beat us and then draw us. They have top seven points over this year. Yeah, user like, user shit. Working back to the team, our team here. Um, Jack kind of mentioned in passing. I'm giving manager the earth, Damien Duff. I don't give a fuck. I'm, not, I, 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 I'm, I'm handing him a resignation. I just said it just to be happy. I'm saying manager, right? No, 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 fuck off, right? Team Team Bradley has done what he expected to do. Again, if you argue, he's had more points. Um, Steve Ronaldo, who I think is a good manager, he has. You recall from to get sacked there about two weeks ago. Like, so I like, never said that once in my life. That's a lie. That is a lie. I was, no, I'm not saying you specifically, oh, but an awful lot of the no fans. Um, Drada, Canardi, I think he, he can only be your second choice given the loss of talent. But no, I'm going to shout out Vern. 
to get promoted, to have the balls to bin after squad. I think wrongly too, a lot of them. Because you saw what happened in Nottingham Forest after signing 25 players and you can see how it backfired with them. They're no shit and again, it weren't preserved. But um, yeah, no, look, I think um, until a few weeks ago, I think they're in contention with Europe. Um, slow down a bit now. They had two games in hand over was a fourth or fifth yeah, place at the time. But the games in hand were against Rovers. The games in hand were against Rovers and Patsley. They slow down. But I'm giving manager for with the cup with the cup forms have um included and I think to have the cojones to ball half your team and then to go again. Look, I think you know, what about Rudy Higgins though? Like he's he's had to build the whole squad, similar to Duff, but Duff chose to get rid of all the all those players. Higgins, Higgins had Higgins had anything he wanted to do. But that's sort of sort of Duff. Like people are forgetting that Shelburne have one of the highest budgets in the league. Like it's you know, I'm not saying Duff manager the arrow. <laughs> yeah, I I know, but like Duff Duff has come in to his first job. Yeah, fair play, fair play. He's been nothing but negative towards the rest of the league. He's been acting like an absolute dick on the sideline. He fucking ran across the pitch celebrating a draw against his local rivals. Like, he's what's so endearing about that? Like, he's I don't I don't know. What, like, he's what, not a bad kisser. That's why. That's why. He's, he's not a bad look, kisser, but he, he kissed the badge at every club he ever played for. Like, he's, look, a, Shelburne, he's a Shelburne he's, man that played for Rovers. Look again, a lot of his misdemeanors. Uh, I enjoy an awful lot of them, but some of them aren't um, are slightly hypocritical to be fair. But I think if you look at you see this gap between the first division and the parent division to come up from the first division and to solidify your, your place in the league, and to I don't care about budgets because I look to attract players, you're still competing against the likes of the Dundalk, Derry, Champ Growers to attract players. Shells have the best the best training facilities available when they go up to the AUL. They have the AUL there in a prime location just outside Dublin, just outside the city. They play in the city essentially. Um like if you're talking about trying to attract players, Shelburne is an attractive club for players to come into. Because you're, you're going to be and getting an somewhere in It's because of Duff. No, be it's because of where they are. Shelburne as a club is ideally located. It's like they shouldn't, they should never be anywhere outside the top six. The budget that they have is, is top four, is the top four budget. You're looking at this saying he's come up from the first division. He signed a lot of Premier Division players with a lot of experience. And then he's, he's done exactly what was expected. They were expected to finish where they are. Like everyone, everyone looked at them and said, "Yeah, they'll be sixth or seventh this season." Like it's, and they're seventh. Like they, you know, and they're. I think they're only what three points ahead of us. Five, yeah, five, five points clear of us. So they're they're five points clear of us with. Yeah. From what I understand, is about quadruple our budget, in a better location with more. Like you're talking about the, the difference between the first division and. You're talking about the difference between the first division and the, the Premier Division. Prada did the exact same thing last season. Um, you know, the, the, the exact same so, thing. No, I do, right? We'll leave it to the podcast listeners. We'll put up a poll. Kevin Arty or Damien Duff, because they're my two. Yeah, well, that's they're the two. They're the two. I'm not giving... I refuse to give it to Stephen Bradley. Uh, or nah, it's not, I don't know, but realistically, right? We have to cut the chase here, right? Realistically, manager goes to the manager usually wins the league or like does something stupid. I know that. So it's I don't realistically, it's going to be Stephen Bradley. It's the the three nominations I think are going to be Stephen Bradley, O'Donnell, and maybe I thought maybe Doherty. I think they'll be the three. No, they will do Higgins. Higgins will go. No, no. Yeah, Higgins. Yeah, sorry, sorry, it would be actually. Uh, I, no. think, I think I we'll, think top three. Now we'll do a poll, right? Poll. I, I know I'm not going to win this poll, but I don't give a fuck. <laughs> No, each don't, forget, don't forget a nomination because he's gotten into a cup semi-final. Each of you get each of us gets a pick. Mine pick is Duff. Three people and we'll put it up all. All right, we go with Duff, Bradley, Duff, Stephen Bradley and Stephen O'Donnell. Yeah. Well, O'Donnell was expected last with the knock. Like, I thought we, I predicted us to the sixth. Yeah, I had just fifth. Yeah. 
I'm going to be going to get off. To be fair, I think Tim Clancy has to get a lot of credit. Huh? Do you need to go yeah, back to work? Yeah, yeah, I probably should. I probably should, to be fair. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I'd, I'd probably, if you're looking at it, Tim Clancy might deserve a bit of a shout out there because he's gotten absolute pelters from the, the Pats fans. Pass this season. Yeah, they absolutely despise him. Like, and that's, I think he's done a great job. Yeah, it's done well, but to be fair, you can't not put you can't put in Tim Clancy or Donald if they put if Donald gets Europe. Well, it's it's whoever gets Europe now, like yeah, but I think we're four points clear with five games ago. I think we will beat them, or I just don't think we that Norway this year, which is going to be like famous laugh words. Yeah, it's a tough one to call, but it's yeah. Look, we'll leave it at that. Uh, I'll throw a tweet with the the team of the season when this goes live on Friday. Um. Yeah, thanks thanks for listening, guys. And it's good to be back, yeah. isn't it, lads? Hopefully it won't be another yeah. month anyway. Uh, they were just really gonna, yeah, treat treat the me and keep them keen kind of thing. But we're gonna Yeah, and if Damien up wins this poll is out, I'm handing me P boy, right? Yeah, I'm handing me, me resignation if 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 Duff yeah. wins manager here. Uh right lads, we'll leave it there. I'll let you right. go and uh good luck. Go Cheers, lads. Enjoy work. Stop recording.